Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Foodie fans, got another great one for you today. Our first repeat guest, Michael Manzi of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You know, just one of its co-founders and host of several podcasts on the network. He's my diner buddy. He's my Jersey diner buddy. You know, New Jersey. King of the diners. Land of the diners, I should say. Kingdom, right? King, land, kingdom, kingdom of the diners. But uh, before that, just want to say I'm trying to eat a little healthier. Uh, Whoop, as my phone, as I got a text message. Um, Trying to eat a little healthier. I've had this Weight Watchers cookbook for a while, and I I cooked uh, a meal from it recently. It was like a thyme-encrusted pork loin with uh, apricot, uh, with an apricot port sauce, and then I roasted some vegetables, and it was, uh, it was fucking delicious. I don't know if I said fucking delicious, but it was delicious. And I just want to spread the word of just, like, cook, you know, that's one of my questions, do you dine out or you eat home more? Um, you know, I'm trying to eat a little bit more at home and bit more portion control, which is tough, you know, if I'm cooking for one, or even if I'm cooking for two, you know, it's usually, you don't buy just that amount, you're buying like a, you know, a, a pork, uh, pork loin, or whatever, uh, or, you know, big piece of meat, you got leftovers, and you see it there, and you're just like, ah, do I cut another slice, and you just gotta, gotta get, gotta, gotta say no, gotta say, not today, and, uh, well, you know what, let's just, hey, here's me talking with Michael Manzi. So what's going on, Mike? What's, uh, what's, what's new with you? Hey, Kyle. Thanks for <laughs> stopping by. I think we were trying to figure out the last time we were hanging out. Yeah, which I really can't pinpoint. Yeah, we, we, I mean, we... I guess it's been a while before, I, like, I went to Europe and stuff, and, like... Mm-hmm. And Definitely was... before Oktoberfest. Yeah. We, we used to, we do go to the diner so often that... Sometimes it's hard to keep track. Yeah, but um, maybe Which is the for today, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> you're my diner buddy. That's right. Yeah, but yeah, when, uh, when was the last time we actually hung out in person? Um, well, it might have been to record an episode of your podcast. Which hey, well, we that's did. What we we're definitely doing now. no, but then we did. We did. 
uh, Return of the Jedi after that. Because remember, I like came. Oh, that was after. Yeah, that was after. <laughs> That'll be out uh, in January. <laughs> yes. So everyone, stay tuned. I know you mentioned that last week on the uh, on the Garfield episode, which I found to be quite enjoyable. You oh, flying solo. Thank you. That was for, very. For um, I'm not. I'm no Bill Burr, so like, <laughs> who who else is? You know, none of us are, but yeah, or Mark Maron for that inst- for that matter, right? Like he Does talks he? for like an hour before yeah, his before guest. he has a guest on. Yeah, but I think he did a good job. So thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it was uh, you know a, a situation of just uh, a guest uh, backing out last minute. And I won't, you know. The show must go on. Yeah, I like so, that attitude. Strong uh, attitude. And so I picked something, you know, that Garfield special was just something I loved as a kid, and that was Halloween appropriate. Yeah. So I watched some of it on YouTube, and I posted that meme on your on your page. Yeah, the clown. The clown. Like, yeah. There's a total it moment from Stephen King where he's watching Binky on TV, and, and he starts talking to him through the television. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Straight out of it. Yeah, that, uh, that was always scary. And then the... the out of the ghosts in that, there was I was I mean I was a little bit of a chicken shit as a kid. There were a lot of great Garfield specials when we were kids. I feel like I, I think like didn't he go to Hawaii at some point and then he met his mother and ran away and yeah yeah those were those were always pretty strong. He lived the life, Garfield. <laughs> um, then, you didn't really get too much into lasagna on that episode. I don't no, there really so. wasn't. I mean, John had a bit little lasagna in the beginning of that, but that's like his defining trait aside yeah. from being orange. And hilarious. <laughs> he loves lasagna. I guess I'll have to do uh, more Garfield and talk about lasagna. I wonder how many. Maybe we'll do the third television special that was released on my on my feed, and you know oh. we'll get deep into Garfield lore and <laughs> the, the history, how John found him, and Odie. So yeah, so tell me, like, what's uh, what's new in the world of uh, Third Times of Charm, and then or just, I mean, and we'll we'll obviously plug at the end, but just let's talk right now the network and there's been yeah. some new shows that have been. Uh, oh man, that you're... I'm not even sure I can keep track of everything right now. <laughs> there's been a lot of stuff. Um, over on my feed, uh, I, man, I've been just like putting the pedal to the metal. I think like over the the last few months, I've released two episodes per month as opposed to my wow. standard one episode a month. Yeah. So doubling down, and I think that's going to follow through till most of the next year. And so that's been a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. um, new shows, we have uh, X's for Podcast by Nico and his friends that are sort of like a rotating you know, group of co-hosts that he has on there where they go deep, deep, deep into the X-Men comics. Like, they're like a, they are a rotating group like the X-Men. Like, you know, people right. Come no, I love that <laughs> too. He has like a roster yeah. of heroes to pick from to come on once a week. And like <laughs> he has, like they each talk about different aspects of the X-Men comic book world. And they go from way back, not from like original X-Men number one, mm-hmm. but from like giant size X-Men number one, like in the 70s when... Wolverine and Storm and Colossus and sort of like and the new wave of yeah. X-Men were introduced, like Nightcrawler. Yeah, that's when, okay. Uh, so so that's a really cool podcast. I've been really getting into that. It's been making me go back and start reading more comics lately. So that's always great. Yeah, I was, and, ne- I was never a big comic book guy, but obviously in the world of comic book movies. Right. I But I mean, well, growing up, and there is a, there's a tie into comics given one of our, our leads in the film today. But... Uh, you mean uh, that he's a comedian? 
Or that he's in comic books. That he's... There's one... Oh, there is one guy in a comic book movie. Yeah, that's right. Well, Sin City. No, and and something... Oh, okay. Yeah. One that I haven't picked up on. No. Oh, and Kevin Bacon. Yeah, speaking of X-Men. Oh, then, nope, not even oh, thinking that. Not Kevin Bacon? Because <laughs> he's, he's in first he's, class. Yeah, he's in first class. Right, that's a, that's one of my favorite X-Men movies. They shouldn't have killed him off. But uh, Well, they could always bring him back in a, like, a prequel kind of way, yeah. I guess. But, I, I mean, I loved the X-Men cartoon growing up. That was like... Yeah, yeah. They need to use that in a movie. I think they snuck some of it in X Men Apocalypse at some point, but most oh, really? people might have been like not paying Asleep attention by that point. Cause I mean, X-Men Apocalypse. I liked it, but really, what can you, I mean, I I I enjoyed it for what it is. Just I guess because I'll take anything I can get, <laughs> and I, I I always enjoy Fassbender, and I always enjoy McAvoy. So at least it was cool that they were in it. Oster Isaacs, yeah, as you know, Poe Dameron, <laughs> right? So anytime <laughs> like he shows like, up, such a good actor, so underutilized. But it was cool to know that he's down to hide behind all that makeup, you know, hide his handsome, handsome face, you know, yeah. <laughs> his, his beautiful rebel face <laughs> behind all that makeup. So, I don't know. It was interesting. There's a new one coming out. It was supposed to come out in February, and I had, like, a whole thing planned, timed with it, but it got pushed to June. Oh, is that the... That's the Dark Phoenix, yeah. the, the redo of the Dark Phoenix that yeah. they're doing, but interesting. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so we've got that new podcast, and then you—you, you, I mean, you are a part of a co- like a co- couple new podcasts. Yeah, right? yeah. So, Joey and I int- uh, announced two new shows that we're going to be doing together starting next year. Um, collectively, it's called the Tom Tom Club. So we're going to do all the films of Tom <laughs> Hanks and Tom Cruise. There you go. Um, so it's Hanks for the memories for the Tom Hanks podcast and Cruise Club for Tom Cruise podcast. Uh-huh. So. Um, Should Nicholas Cage feel threatened that like it's? I mean, oh, there, like, there's <laughs> there's a club. Like, no, yeah. mm, no. Well, Keanu has his own club, but that was with another K, right? That was true. So, so uh, Cage has <laughs> believe me, Cage has nothing to worry about. He released about seven movies this year when yeah. all said and done. Yeah, and so like, like a hit movie too. With, yeah, with and man, so he's back on the map. You know, he's back on the mainstream map at least. We'll say he was never off of our charts. No, and there's plans that I can't talk about now, possibly in the future, that, to ensure that Cage Club never dies. <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't worry about Cage. He's, in, he's always top priority. It's <laughs> intriguing. Mm. Uh, but those, those two shows are going to alternate every other week. So, you know, they're sort of, they're, they're each going to be their own thing, but I think we're going to be sort of comparing them a lot as we go along as actors' careers I and choices. I've never thought about this before, but they kind of started their careers around the same time, Cruz and Hanks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like they, yeah, they'd like, be, they, were, they were huge 80s icons, I, I feel yeah, like, by the then, 90s. And then got, like, more critical acclaim in, like, the 90s. Yeah. Hanks they, more so than Tom Cruise. I mean, not that, I mean... We don't have to. It's plenty you'll talk about <laughs> Wait on, for on the, the show. Pod. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, but, I mean, there's a lot know. to talk about. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, plenty of hits in the '90s. I mean, like Jerry Maguire, and I mean, hey, Color of Money. I mean, Col- Tom Hanks never didn't work with Scorsese, so you know. No. Oh, and you'll finally watch fucking Road to Perdition. I know, man. Did you get that episode? Check your inbox. I hope you signed up for that I one because I, I think, think I, I might have told Joey. I think I had to. I though. think I told Joey. 
oh, Kyle's going to be pissed at me if I don't put him on this. He's been telling me about <laughs> no, to watch this happy for that so you long. finally watched this awesome movie that, like, Green Mile, also... which I love, so a little sneak. You never Look, saw Green Mile I hadn't before? seen it until, like, maybe 2015 or so, and, okay. and you were like, you haven't seen Green Mile? It's so, a Frank Darabont movie. Talk about, right. that's someone that should be on cinema talked about on good call right in right? right into cinemakers and let us know because we love fan mail yeah <laughs> but yeah that's a good that's a good one for cinemakers yet another podcast on the network but uh yeah so that's pretty big news yeah. you know pretty awesome you can just be staying busy productive everything's um, good with third times of charm you've been just reading oh yeah lots of new been yeah. been finding lots of Lots of weird new novelizations and yeah, new... looking at a stack of books next to you. Oh, those are yeah, those are mostly my comics that I pulled oh, okay. out. But because of X's for podcasts, it's like I'm going to go pull out a bunch of books, comic books. But in my closet, I could show you after. Um, I've been I've been stocking up on some obscure books and movies and novelizations, and I've also done some mov- some episodes without novelizations, mm-hmm. without book club. Um, you know, I just recorded uh, my Christmas episode with Brian, which will be out December 3rd, which is for Christmas Vacation, Ooh. and that is based on an article. You never think that that's, like, the third one in the series, but, it, I mean, it is. You know? Yeah, well, like, you I'm, know, I'm considering it. Oh, no, it's yeah. de- oh, no, it most definitely yeah. is, but just, you know, it doesn't have the, uh, lack of a better word, cachet of, like, part three, you know, like... <laughs> no, right, because yeah. I guess it's... They're just very Because it's, it's not the third National Lampoon's movie, it's just the third... National Lampoon's Vacation yeah. movie, so like I think in a sense people don't consider it a part three as much, or just doesn't That's come Christmas to mind. That's a Christmas classic. That's like some people's favorite yeah. vacation movie. Which is why I was surprised there's no novelization, but it was based off of the original John Hughes article, um, Christmas '59. Yeah. So that sort of I was like, well, I'm gonna read that article, and if there's anything to pull or talk about the differences, I'll do that on the show, and mm-hmm. and there was, and I did, so. So that's sort of, you know, integrating source material now. So I think from time to time, if there isn't a novelization of a book, but there's sort of like a source novel of some, of some kind, if there's time in my life, I will, I'll read that from time to time. Just to Because I just, the, getting into the novelizations has just made me reading more in general, more other stuff too. Like I've been sneaking other books in between mm-hmm. the novelizations. So, you know, I've always wanted to try and do like a podcast about you know, adaptations and stuff, so maybe this is a way I can sneak a couple into my show. You have a healthy literary appetite. Well, no one wants to do an actual book club podcast, because I just feel like it's, you know, it's a lot to ask a guest to read a whole book, you know, once a week or something, and it's not feasible, um, not within our circle. (laughs) I mean, mean, we're all extremely busy in our personal lives and stuff, so... Yeah, that would be... But it's, it's a way to in get general, it in there. Or like you read like a book once a month. I feel like like book, yeah. like general like town book clubs. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how to read. So. So <laughs> yeah. So that's what's got. That's what's up. Um. Anything new? And I feel like the last time, uh, you know. So I had you on for Soylent Green. It's still made of people. They didn't change the recipe like it's they so promised. <laughs> <laughs> um. Any new recent like any try anything new recently in the food world any new food any new food no you also um, talked about like you you were gonna ask your mom to like maybe make that (laughs) dish again or she did she did i asked her so what remind us of the the dish uh okay so she she so i called it chicken with white sauce yeah and i asked her what is what's the sauce and she says it's just chicken sauce 
So I don't know what that means. What does that mean? I think it's just stock and butter and yeah. like fat maybe and a little just mix it up with some some cream sauce or, and right. there you go. Yeah. But I asked her to make it and she did. She prepared it. What, kind, what kind of sides are we like? Rice, stuffing, nice. yeah. broccoli. Nice hearty meal. Yeah. It feels very So sweet. that was good. Very good for this time of year. I don't know if you had it. Just in October. Okay, it was October, yeah. so it's a good fall it worked dish, out really well. Like. Yeah. The other day I had Wendy's, my favorite fast food, and I almost Instagrammed the Ooh. show in a picture post. Because uh. I, I had it like all lined up with your podcast on my computer screen and the Wendy's cut, and uh. I was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe next time. Yeah, next time, please. Yeah, guys, like, please reach out and like tag. Nothing would make me happier if you're like tagging, you know, do hashtag foodie films anytime you're out just for regular food but especially if you're at a place that you realize was part of a movie or if you're at a movie theater and you're eating something mm. uh that's related to it's you know the end is going to be a little different because it's not going to be like the same questions but i have one new question that i'm adding f- i realize is good that like when i have new guests on i'm adding that so i'll ask ask it to you at the end and then also i have kind of like a more of like a answer that's a bit like uh, we'll have hopefully like a little conversation about as well. Cool. But um, yes, let's just let's get into Diner, which is so that's, okay. I had you on because it's the sequel to Soylent Green. I mean the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> it's the prequel. No. Uh, no, so this movie takes place in Baltimore. I totally forgot that it's like a period piece. Yeah. It's one me of those too. movies. I feel like the '80s were. I mean, God knows we make plenty of period pieces now, but I feel like the '80s were like a time of creating period pieces. I think that is just part of film history in general. There's always like been every period, I mean, like think of Gone with the Wind is even, you know, about the Civil War and that was yeah. 1939 that was a huge hit. I guess so. I guess it's uh, I mean that's even jumping for so when that was made, yeah, like you said 1939 and that's jumping back to like the 1860s. So it's a bigger Yeah. Yeah, I think what you're getting at maybe is what I'm feeling too is it feels more in line with like a nostalgia piece yes. in a way. Like yeah. it feels like cuz this is Levinson, right? Yeah. Or Levinson, it almost feels like this is his experience in the way when you watch American Graffiti, I was it's like just that's George say, Lucas's yes. experience and when you watch certain films from nowadays with you know, adult filmmakers trying to recreate their past. And like, I haven't seen it yet, but stuff like Jonah Hill's mid eighty, mid nineties, right? Like yeah. I suspect like that's in, that's a modern sort of version of something in the vein of diner where you're mm-hmm. just trying to capture, you know, what it was like for you through your lens growing up as a, you know, 20 year old or, yeah, and just, like, capturing that, you know, like he did, uh, like George Lucas did with American Graffiti, or, like, not that I haven't seen mid-90s yet, but it seems like, maybe it's not, like, one place in the movie, but it's just, it's the skate scene. Like, it's about, like, <laughs> hanging out with your friends and skating around, and yeah. that kind of stuff. So that was probably maybe a big part of Jonah Hill growing up, or at least, obviously, it was, like... I, I didn't even skate, but I remember, like, hanging out with friends, and I was riding my bike, and they'd be skating, and they'd hold on to the back of your bike or right. whatever. But this, yeah. So this is for, you know, a group of, I don't know exactly, they're, they're all within college age, so, I mean, they're post-high school. Because mm-hmm. one of them's a dropout. One of them's a college dropout. Yeah, one's it's, going for his master's. One's back visiting mm-hmm. because it's a wedding. Yeah. The Gutenberg's getting married. Gutenberg's getting <laughs> we'll get married. Into, we got to get deep into the cast yeah, later. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, right around, you know, 20, 21, that sort of zone right there. You know, right before you start the rest of your life. 
Yeah. Is sort of the, the cusp of that, is I feel like what this is really getting yeah, one down friend to. friend is married already, Daniel Stern. That's right, yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, so it, it was made in 1982, but it's about, uh, takes place in Baltimore, and right at the end of 1959. It's Christmas Day. It's, it's a Christmas a, movie. It is a Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah, I didn't too. remember that it's either. It's a Christmas, like, wedding movie, so it's, it feels like that's a, I don't know. It's a twofer. Yeah. I, I'd only seen this once, and I haven't seen it since, like, high school, so... It's been like 20 years. Yeah. At least. I haven't seen this film in a while as well. But, um, I mean, like you said, Barry Levinson. So, I mean, he's made some pretty classic movies. Rain Man, Toys... Toys. Uh, well, so let's let's not. <laughs> Toys isn't quite a. Is it a classic? Is that it's good? Robin Williams, so I don't know. I feel yeah, like it's, but I mean, I feel like everyone knows the cover. <laughs> I, I mean, like they did. A, there's a great head of this get made about. That's one of the first I listened to. But like, I that movie is bizarre. It's bizarre. I mean, okay. Uh, <laughs> so we'll say memorable movies then. That's better. Uh, Sleepers, uh, The Natural, Young Sherlock Holmes. Good Morning Vietnam, and then recently, more in more recent years, he's kind of a uh, staple in the HBO film, so he did You Don't Know Jack, uh, The Wizard of Lies, and Paterno. Oh, okay. So he's definitely, he's a director that, like, I know he likes to, you know, repeat, like, work with actors. He worked with Dustin Hoffman a lot, um, like uh, Robin Williams, mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon, and then and it, then it seems like, I guess, uh, Al Pacino with You Don't Know Jack and, and Paterno. Paterno. Oh, I didn't know about the kids. <laughs> Listen, he was at the pool with the kids, Barbara. I don't know if that's Paterno's wife's name. I just decided to say Barbara. <laughs> I liked Pacino as he was Phil Spector too, wasn't he? That yeah. was a bizarro movie as well. Didn't that's direct. Really that's another HBO one, but I guess he, I didn't see that he directed okay. that. So. All right, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, like I like this movie. I think it's a good movie. I mean, I I saw some scores are like through the roof, you know, five stars and all that, but I didn't, I mean, it's cool and all, but yeah, like what's interesting to me is how you know, you're saying like what revolved, what did your sort of experiences or memories, where was the place it revolved around? Like maybe so for Jonah Hill, it was around like the skate park or something like that. And like for Barry Levinson, clearly, clearly him and his friends lived at the diner. Yeah. Right? Like, that is, like, the nexus of... I mean, it's Baltimore. society here. I mean, I don't... I mean, yeah, there's... All I know about Baltimore is, like, John Waters and The Wire. So, yeah. I'm sorry, Baltimore. I mean, those are two amazing things. Yeah, I don't know why I said in the Boston accent, but I know they have a harbor. I know crabs... I know for, uh, you know, <laughs> but what does he say uh, uh, in Wedding Crashers? Crab cakes and football. That's what Maryland does. <laughs> I don't know. There you what, go. That's what I know about Maryland. So, yeah, so I've, I found that very interesting. I mean, as a youth, especially in high school, like my friends and I, we lived at the diner. I mean, every. Friday night and Sunday morning, I think we were there. I was going to say... So many think, days after school. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what... You know, kind of a two-part question. Like, what was your hangout? And what... Like, was it just a diner? And then, if so, what what diner? Yeah, so, for the most part, it was the Suburban Diner. Okay. Before, yeah, I think I mentioned of, last yeah. time, before it and I burned down and was down, yeah. rebuilt as sort of more of like a split family restaurant yeah. or some type of... Something just a little nicer than a diner. And... I mean, I can almost remember the first time I was there and, you know, like, realizing, oh, I think we're going to be coming back here a lot. <laughs> That's and, awesome. And, That's like, originally, 
um, like we were a bunch of punks, right? So like we were being kind of dicks, I guess, that night. And the next time we were there, or no, right before we left, we left like a really big tip and like a apology note. Mm-hmm. To the waitress saying like, "Hey, like we realize we're giving you a really hard time. Like wow. here's a tip. This is like and in high school. Yeah, yeah. You're, well, you're one right. of our one of my friends, the guitarist for uh, my five dads. Oh yeah, was like, I think he was a little more like guys like on the ball about like <laughs> we should really you know if we want to come back yeah. here maybe we should like act a little like better towards these people all that kind of things <laughs> like you know just sort of our conscience at times and. uh so we did and like then we just kept coming back and you know there was even at one point it got to a point where like waitresses would sit down and like hang out with us really? as we were eating for a while or like take <laughs> our order awesome. and stuff and like nicknamed some of us mm-hmm. with their own names trying you know wow. trying to remember our it's names, and, names and everything yeah yeah and and so yeah i just like vivid memories of doing that just all the time and back then i mean I, we last episode we kind of talk to you even about like what what we get diners were you getting the same thing back then or do you remember um, your favorite? yeah so that's when i first started eating like the taylor ham egg and cheeses yeah. the bacon egg and cheese sandwiches um i omelets all the time like just omelets. like trying out all different kinds of omelets and landing a lot on like the um the i don't know why but i would always have like a lot of vegetables in my omelets like broccoli and cheese and stuff in it and um yeah like mexican omelets just going crazy with the breakfast <laughs> foods and stuff and that's yeah, so mostly Brent, the breakfast Brenner, late night burner so here's a here's one funny thing that comes to mind that kind of became like a running gag every time we went in there um, you know they would have like the little displays of uh, desserts mm-hmm. on the counters yeah. and everything like that so at one point I was like you know what guys like I'm fucking I'm going for it like I'm <laughs> getting the chocolate cake so I got like I ordered the the piece of the thing on the menu that was the picture I'm like I'll bring me this thing in the picture and it came to the table and it could not have looked anything less like what I had ordered (laughs) right but it was what I had ordered and so like I I think I I brought the person back I was like look I'm not I'm not asking to return this I just want you to be aware like it 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 does not look anything like the picture (laughs) and so the phrase it's not like the picture became like a running gag like within our group of friends like anytime we sort of got gypped on something or it wasn't what you were expecting it's like it's just not like it is in the picture (laughs) such a ripoff you know something i realized in this movie because daniel stern goes on this whole tirade of his records oh yeah Um, by the way you can touch my records all you want no one everyone can just just browse i have mine in alphabetical order yeah, mine, mine by the, by are the, mostly in order, but if it's, whatever. If it's person's like if it's Stevie Wonder, it's under W. But if it's like, you know, like Shaka Khan, it's under Shaka Khan would C. be C. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So go. But uh, but he goes on his whole tirade, and I I don't know if I ever thought about it before, but the phrase "catchy" on the flip side. Yeah. I like. I didn't think about like you know because I mean I like I didn't. I mean, my dad had records, but like I, when I was young, I wasn't purchasing records, and I wasn't thinking about the flip side of the record. Oh, the B side. The B side, but that's what he's in the movie. He's saying, you know, like what's on the flip side. Yeah. You know, it's oh, okay. The B side. I just never. I guess at having been a DJ, like, yeah. just that was because I have. Oh, we should. I wish I could do a podcast about my forty fives one day, but like, yeah, <laughs> just going through records and you know, famous A sides, famous yeah. B sides, and. 
you know, it's the sense memory of when you first heard that record. And I mean, I think he takes it too far, <laughs> quite honestly. But yeah, you know, there's not a lot of time to establish everybody. Like, there's a lot of characters in this movie, and it does a pretty good job of juggling them. Yeah, but... there's a lot of characters, and they all they all pretty much have arcs, except for. Um, uh... I'm gonna find Paul Reiser's character yeah I feel like he kind of disappears a little bit throughout the movie yeah he's like in the beginnings he's well I I, so I read that like um, number one they shot all the non-diner scenes first okay for the cast to become acquainted so then in the diner scenes it really felt yeah and it does yeah it it does and also all the uh, guys of of the cast uh, Barry Levinson had them come a week before they started shooting, and they all hung out. Okay. And Daniel okay. Stern actually was married in real life too, and he so he didn't like go out. Like supposedly these guys partied hard and like <laughs> well, did like crazy things you got, together. Like Mickey Rourke in there, so yeah, I could imagine the party, you know, weren't <laughs> weren't casual. Like I'm sure they got a little wild with him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we should say is I mean the the lead cast right now. You've got. As, Steve Gutenberg playing Eddie. Yes. Mickey Rourke playing B- Boogie. Um, Kevin Bacon playing uh, Timothy Fenwick or Fen or Wick or Fenwick, whatever. He, Six degrees yeah. of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> uh, Daniel Stern playing Shrevy. Tim Daly playing Billy. Uh, Ellen Barkin playing Beth. And uh, Paul Reiser playing uh, Modell. Okay, so quick story again. Michael Tucker also playing Bagel, and just because I said that because I mean, you can recognize my, Michael Tucker from Some Things I Love a Nickname, Bagel. <laughs> <laughs> um, quick story about Paul Reiser. He was in a sitcom called My Two Dads. Oh, which was I know where, about you, not My Two okay, Dads. Okay, yeah, yeah, and that's where our band got the name My Five Dads, was so, partially from <laughs> that sitcom. Now, I don't know if the foodie fans know, but like, because this is a, I don't want to take anything away from High School Slumber Party. I know that's mm-hmm. like become like a thing um, uh, for... Well, if you'll ever have me back on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. But just uh, briefly explain My Five Dads. And was just... my band in, well, the band that I was in in high school. Yeah. And there were four of us. Mm-hmm. Well, originally there were five and you know, then it was down to four, and we liked yeah. the name so much, we just ended up keeping the name. But it was partially based on the TV show, my the name My Two Dads. Ah, okay. Which was a show I watched a lot growing up as a kid, and Paul that? Reiser was one of the dads. What was the show about? It was about a... Oh, okay, so... <laughs> there were two dads, and the mother wasn't sure who the father was, okay. and I think she passed away before they could find and this is like before dna tests i think or whatever and the judge was like part of the show and she's like you both get equal custody and so they all moved in together into an apartment and the the teenage girl had two dads growing up but they were straight yeah at first i thought it was gonna be a very progressive well that would have been nowadays like if they remade it that could be cool but then it was very much about, like, how are we going to get her to sleep so we could go out on dates? And, like, how can I get my date into the house without my teenage daughter? Like, yeah, there was a lot of those plot lines going on. But, again, there was a lot of also just teenage, you know, it was a teenage comedy yeah. kind of thing. So, And then also, I, I remember from the episode, so you were, because the, the song you played on a high school song party, that was... Chi- 
Chinese food. Chinese food. Yeah, So yeah. I just bring that up because it's food related. Again, no, Brian, absolutely. if you're listening, well, thank you for listening. And you want to play it? It's only I like don't. a minute long. I could send you the file. Brian, I promise <laughs> you this is, I'm not, I'm not stealing a segment, but we're going to play Chinese food for you right now. <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought of that afterwards, though, playing that. I was like, maybe I should have debuted that on Kyle's show and played Brian a different song. But there's plenty of other songs to come along. Like, I hope I get back on that show soon because I want to I want to get more of those songs out there. Well, I'm glad at least more people are hearing it via this podcast. Yeah. And, you know, that's pretty cool. You nice. should make music videos for them now. That would be fun. I'd like that. Well, now is like the official release. It's like it's become, you know, this bizarre obscure sort of limited release where you have to listen to these podcasts <laughs> to hear the songs and if you eventually listen to all the ones that i guessed on and release a song on you mm-hmm. can collect the entire ep and put it together yourself <laughs> and it's like knows, uh, maybe if you play it backwards you'll summon a dark lord or, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like when you like at you know like prizes at like uh you know in a cereal box or you're getting a piece by piece. Yeah. The, you know. Or like a treasure hunt. Yeah. All right. And then at the <laughs> end, you, you put it all together and you're like, that's it? Ah. Do you have any other food-related uh, songs? I... Oh, yeah. There's one about pizza. Hey. Yeah. The Pizza Man, specifically. So got, I'm not It's Brian, called Pizza Man. I'm not <laughs> trying to steal a segment from you. Do not get upset with me. We're playing it right now. No, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the debut of Pizza Man on the podcast network. Uh, but, uh, yeah, okay, so we finished uh, saying uh, the ca- ca- what actors were in it. But um, I said that they did all the diner scenes. Oh, so who's the actor? Is Tim Daly the superhero actor you were thinking yes. of? Because it is. Okay, because I'm like, as we go along, there's more and more t- popping t- out. T- two things I want to say about Tim Daly. Uh, well, wings? Wings? Yes. Superman. So, <laughs> yeah, Wings and Superman. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I so, love okay, it. so you know Superman. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What am I... Like, well, you didn't bring that up, so I wasn't sure. Who am I? That's dark actually, side? Like, just finding just, out about I'm just Superman saying, compared to, time. I mean, Mickey Rourke being, uh, whatchamacallit, Iron Man 2. Oh, I was thinking uh, Sin City oh, was Sin Mickey City. Rourke, but yeah, he was Whiplash in Whip, Iron Man 2. Whiplash, and then... Kevin Bacon was in X-Men First Class. Yeah. I mean, Tim Daly had the longest career and just, I mean, I guess the most... Yeah. I got being yeah. the voice of... Great the, voice. Like, 90s... Superman. Superman cartoon. That that show is to steal a phrase from Brian, I 
iconic Superman to me. Like it, What's up there with the Batman animated? Exactly. Like, both of those shows get to the core of what those heroes are about and represent. And, I mean, if anyone ever thought that Superman was just boring because he's just, like, a goody two-shoes, then they should watch that series because the boy is complex, man. Like, yeah. he's got issues, dude. Like, you know... Only someone that polished looking could have issues behind the scenes. Like, that's how <laughs> he's I the felt. last like, son of Krypton. That's gonna dig up stuff. Seriously, seriously, <laughs> yeah, that's some goth shit yeah. that like right Batman would be jealous of. He's like Batman <laughs> isn't the last human on Earth, right? Yeah. Like compared to that, like Superman's like, oh, your parents are dead. Yeah, my parents are dead too, but my and entire my civilization. civilization. <laughs> right. Much and respect. at first we just thought it was because of natural cause, uh, you know, or you know, like the natural world, disaster, natural disaster, yeah, and then we find out it's fucking brainiac. Our computer, like that was cool. I don't know if that was ever original, like um, like canon or something, but, but I love that way. about about the cartoon. The cartoon. Is how and I think that's the now AI took over the canon. Cool. Yeah. I think that's been man. If only Brainiac showed up instead of freaking Steppenwolf, like maybe that last Justice League would have had a little more. That punch. would have been cool. I actually like to think just more about comics. Like that's what I thought. Ultron, and maybe it was like lightly suggested, but I thought they were going to even say in um, Infinity War that Ultron, you know, because like he was just like alien computer like system. Mm-hmm that then they, like, started working on, Tony and... Right, right. I thought it was going to be that, like, Thanos designed him, and that was, like, wave two, like, hmm. break apart from I mean, the inside. I mean, I'm sure he'll something. be back in some form at some point. He should. He's I'm an AI he's... out there in the ether, maybe, somewhere. <laughs> but I, maybe that's why they didn't do Brainiac. He's a little... He's very similar to a, to a degree where he has all these drones going out looking like that look like him and do his bidding from time to time but nevertheless you know one thing that i can't ever complain about with this new justice league movie is my man aqua bro (laughs) we love we so excited Uh, i know that's definitely like one of the next times i'm gonna see you is yeah we're gonna do a seafood episode episode third 21st I can't believe that's going to be coming out around Christmas time. I mean, instead of us going to see Star Wars, our tradition of going to see Star Wars for Christmas, we'll go see Aquaman and then do a seafood episode. Ah, man. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the ultimate bro. He's Brosidon, king of the bros. Dude, Brosidon. Oh, that's perfect. I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. We should make (laughs) t-shirts. We should. (laughs) Go buy an Aquaman shirt with Jason Momoa on it. Definitely. Jason Mimosa. Oh, even better. That's, oh, a, that's my foodie film shirt for him. Jason Mimosa. <laughs> oh, nothing but love. Nothing but love for that. Dildorocky. That's what I need to start doing. For a while, I was posting on Instagram like movie scenes with like. Food. Then I need to take like actors food, and like make like them. Benedict ex Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, it's it's. Oh man, it could you be have never to. Ending. Oh, I that's mean, right. End pretty Shirley quickly. Temple. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's already Wait done. Minute, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Well, Tom, Tom Holland de sauce. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I mean, look. You know, you just quantity over quality. That's the way you know. Oh yeah. You make a mark. You're going so. to break your spirits on <laughs> all of your spirits with these horrible food pun name things. But anyway. Uh, and then the one other thing I was going to say about Tim Daly, recently I binge-watched all of Cheers and all of Frasier. 
So I feel like I need to binge watch Wings next. <laughs> it's in that universe. Frasier is That's an right. incredibly heavy. I might eventually like cover certain food you know right now we're keeping it to feature films and there will be some documentaries in there and well you know there's even a tv special with garfield Ooh, have but, you seen jiro dreams of sushi that's a good doc. yeah that's yeah. gonna be a big one i cover but um but i there's just some like shows like master of none and even i know joey is a big proponent of um of oh god what is what it, what was it called was it called hannibal Oh, the well, uh, Hannibal the, Lecter show? The yeah. Silence of the... Yeah, Hannibal. It was yeah. just called... You, you and your cannibalism theme... No, but he's... Is, a, but, but Hannibal Lecter's a big foodie. Okay, all right. So that's all right. why Joe, Joey Is that said, why he branches I, out into people where he's just like, my palate is way too... Like, yeah. Sof- it's it's yeah. too sophisticated. I have to move beyond food into people. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not... No, it's not like an obsession of mine with like cannibalism or something. Joey said that's a very... <laughs> food-centric show. I'm like, okay, oh, that's cool. Because, uh, yeah, he, I mean, even in the movies, he's always preparing everything yeah. so, like, perfectly and everything. Preparing yeah. Ray Liotta's brain. There's another cannibal movie, though, that I would watch, you know, I would suggest. I have it right here because kids are... Eating Raul. It's a Paul Bartel movie. It's very strange. It's more mm-hmm. of like a... It's kind of like a raunchy comedy, but it's about cannibals as well, but they're, you know, yeah. they're not, like, desert-dwelling mutant freaks or anything. They're actually just, like... Socialites. So I'm into it's it. It's even Let's, weirder. That, that'll be. That'll be. There's. Let's add it to the docket. Okay. <laughs> but um, let's see. Oh, oh, the Goot. Can we just mention quickly I, how much growing up, like I love Steve Gutenberg uh, from the Police Academy series. Oh yeah. And I'm gonna be doing Police Academy three next year on my show. I haven't really done too many comedies yet. Isn't that, isn't that when, like, Bobcat is introduced? <laughs> <laughs> he actually is introduced in part two. But oh, as a bad guy. In, in, as a bad guy, as Zed, and then he yeah. becomes, because uh, that's where they, like, go back in training, mm-hmm. I think, and it's been a few years, but also, you know, Three Men and a Baby, and the boy, have you ever seen The Boys from Brazil? No. It's, I haven't seen it, it's about, like, the, you know, because, you know, like, after World War Two, some of, like, the Nazi scientists, like, they, they like retreated. Right, yeah. And so this is about uh, a squad of, like, these, like, like crazy, like, um, this, like, this squad of people, or, like, this network of people who've been tracking them. And it turns out that they've cloned Hitler. And there's, like, oh. a bunch of Hitler clones that this, like, this these people have to go track down and murder and stuff. And, and like Gutenberg is in it and he like finds out about, he like cracks the conspiracy early on and it's really, it's really crazy movie. It's really good. I mean, Gutenberg, I love like three, three men and a baby, three men and a little lady. Those are like, I yeah. love the Tom Selleck, Ted, Ted dance and cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Tom Selleck, not <laughs> cheers, but Magnum at least. Yeah. Some big, Higgins. Yeah. Oh, Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> Which they're remaking that show now. I think it's out. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's out. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of TV anymore, or at least basic, mm. like the network shows. But um, it's just pretty impressive that like none of these guys were really known at the time. Yeah, I think Kevin Bacon was in Animal, Animal House. House. That's yeah, that was his first movie. Is Paul Reiser a stand-up? Yeah, he was. Was he? Because he yeah. does stand up at the end at the wedding. They're just probably like riff on weddings. Yeah. He's like, let me tell you about weddings, folks. And he just goes yeah, on, and yeah. on and on. This when did uh, when did Aliens come out? Seventy nine was it? Seventy eight? 
No, aliens. Oh, aliens. Oh, I'm sorry. 80 into 80. So 87, 86, okay. 87. So yeah, it's like yeah. five years, four years, five years. A little years bit later. This. Okay. And, mm-hmm. so and then was like my two dads. My, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just pretty, I mean, again, the, the, that all of those guys weren't like, no, this is a pretty yeah. impressive cast. It's Daniel Stern. I mean, talking about the holiday season, you can't talk about it without mentioning a movie that he's in called Home Alone. Yeah. Culkin and Pesci. Know, Pesci, Culkin and Stern, man. It's yeah. like, wow. And City Slickers. Oh, right. City Slickers. I forgot all about City Slickers. The first one, at least. It's The search for Curly's Gold got a little big. Yeah. That was a search I don't think I could have finished. I, I do got a little lost John in the so. Yeah, you know, he has his moments. They never made it to a third City Slickers. No. That's a franchise they should bring back. I that could still see Billy Crystal. Maybe his grandson drags him along. Like, Billy Crystal's like, look, before I die, yeah. I'm going to take it to the desert. And we're going to look for, we're finally going to find Curly's gold. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and also, uh, I just want to say, Ellen Barkin, I know you'll eventually yes. cover, well, you have... Covered Oceans 13. Covered Oceans 13. You for will, Cinemaker Soderbergh. And yeah. you will cover it for... And I will recover time. it. Yeah. She only got, she got... She's like a fine wine. She got better with age. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's right. She's lovely in yeah. this film. And she's no, great She looks, ex- but like, they they all look extremely young to me. Like, they look like themselves. This is before Mickey Rourke swallowed a bunch of gravel. Oh, before he, like, jumped out of moving cars for a living and, yeah. like, messed up his entire face. Like, that, I mean. I mean, he looks similar. He is dashing in this movie, though. Like, he is a super but, pretty boy. Like, he's voice, like Rumblefish. He's just, He's good just, looking in this talks, movie. He t- he's very, he's very mellow and talks like this. And then yeah. now, like you are, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> like that's. I hear you. Yeah, it's yeah, man. This is quite a cast. So we said your hangout was the uh, the suburban the suburban diner. We said what what you ate there. So I mean, just getting into let let's let's play you know let's play the first scene. Uh, you know, there's like two kind of two scenes I want to play. Uh, the first will be I I love the relationship between Paul Reiser and Steve Gutenberg and the whole the little the, the sandwich moment. So we'll play that. Where's that roast beef? Don't ask me this anymore, Mo. Yes. You gonna finish that? Yeah, I'm gonna finish it. I paid for it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give it to you. No. If you're not gonna finish it, I would eat it. But if you're gonna eat it, you're gonna... What do you want? Say the words. No, go ahead. You're gonna eat it. You eat it. That's all right. Say the words. I want the roast beef sandwich. Say the words, and I'll give uh, you a piece. Would you guys cut this out? I mean, every time. Anything. Well, if he doesn't talk, he just. He, well, you he know what go- he means, right? Yeah, I know what he means, but he beats around the bush. He beats around the bush. If he'd say the words, I'd give him a piece. If I wanted it, would I? Wouldn't I ask you? No, then ask. You know you just you let wa- it go? You know he wants You're it. annoying. I'm annoying. I'm annoying. I'm trying to eat a meal by myself. If you want to give him the sandwich, give him the sandwich. If you don't want to give him the sandwich, don't. You know, I don't want to give him the... Well, then just eat the sandwich. Then don't, shut up. Well, look at his eyes. I ask one simple question. You get. You know what your problem is? You don't chew your food. That's why you get so irritable. It, it lumps you up like roast beef in your heart. It just stays there. Oh, Modell, you're really, really getting me mad now. You, my blood is boiling. See, I don't like it. I'll take the sandwich. No, don't. Fine, I'll take the sandwich. See, see what you do every What are you blaming me? You took your sandwich. I'm sitting here. I'm having a cup you of coffee. This? That's it. No, 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 no. I don't no, I do. I can't believe you're eating this. You know, you two play against me. That's what the problem is. You're both on each other's side. 
Wahlberg's got his roast beef sandwich, and he mm-hmm. just... Uh, did you ever have a friend like that? Like, the one I love... I Like I said, I love the relationship that he's like, you know, like, oh, if it's no problem, like, you know, like, can you give me a ride back? You know, uh-huh. and then, you know if you don't finish it, you know. Uh, so, I feel like I had a friend who's a combination of Gutenberg and Paul Reiser in this movie. Like, if you... Or even maybe even... So he's yeah. very Jewish. No, no, he wasn't even Jewish. Like, just kind of looked like him and was just very sort of, you know, like, pragmatic. Like, just this is the way it is. Like, let's mm-hmm. do it like this, and that's the only way it can be done, kind of, <laughs> in, to a degree. But, you know, uh, I think it's hilarious, really. I mean, yeah, like, you know, if you ever grab something off his plate, it would be like a big issue. Like, come on, like I yeah. want to finish this and that on the whole other thing. But like, that's a whole. That's it's almost very Larry David, like <laughs> pre Larry David esque. But they're doing it because they know he's going to get upset. Like it's yeah. a routine. It's a yeah. that they've been through a hundred times, you know. And he's like falls for it every time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if because he wants to or what, but like, yeah, I, it's great just to just to get a sense of their dynamic that they can just like kind of like rag on each other and you know make fun of each other and everything but it's just for fun like you know it's all part of their bonding yeah i think that week of like prep of them hanging out and then just filming all those other scenes really paid off to show these guys and just Mm -hmm. that it was a very it's just a very believable group of friends yeah and this is a very uh like a phrase that's out of you know fashion now and people are saying like oh you can't like you know, this is an acceptable. It's a very boys will be boys kind of movie. You know. Oh, yeah. There's some. <laughs> there's a couple of. There's some moments in here that are right problematic. Yeah. Well, I and we're not gonna play it just yet. But the one other scene and like obviously there's not like dialogue in the theater, but when they exit into the lobby, I didn't oh, know that it, this is where like is this where like the popcorn trick like came into like our. I don't. No, I mean, <laughs> like, I don't think so. I mean, I think that it came. It maybe it developed in the fifties when teenagers like, started going on lots of dates to movies. Yeah, and, and like drive-throughs, drive-ins, and, just, yeah. and all that kind of that, that situation. But I mean, that's something I had heard of growing up, but never thought was a real thing. And yeah, then see it portrayed in this movie. It's the when I was like re- a teenager, going like that. Uh, is that? Really? Like, how does that even work? <laughs> I said we were going to play it later, but like, this is just because I want to talk about it now. Uh, we just played you one clip. Here's the other one, and this is Mickey Rourke tr- trying Rationalizing. to... Rationalizing. <laughs> yeah, trying to explain uh. this. Ugh, okay, here we go. It's a real good reason. You know, but it's like... It's a little embarrassing to me. I mean, so maybe if you don't want to hear it, I'll understand. Go on, I want to hear this. Well, I don't know, it's just, I, you know, I don't like to tell this to girls, but, you know, you really are, you know, you really are a knockout. No, you really are, and, you know, sitting down next to you in there got me crazy. I got a heart on. You know, I mean, I don't like to admit it, but I did. I mean, you don't know me. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I try to come off like I'm being cool all the time. You know, I don't like to look like I'm hustling, and there I was sitting next to you with a boner. You know, I don't... Am I embarrassing you? Go on. I don't know. It's just that the pain was killing me, you know? It was... It was... It was to stop the pain, it was digging into the side of my leg. So what I did was, you know, I opened my fly to loosen everything up, just to give it a little air. 
and uh, you know it worked. Everything settled down, and then I got you know caught back up in the picture, and then uh, you know that's when Sandra got her leg caught on the on the bush, and she lifted up her dress. You know, it just popped right up and it went through the bottom of the popcorn box, and the force of it just just opened up the flap. It just pushed the flap open. It's Ripley's, I'm telling you. It just pushed the flap right open, and I couldn't move the box. You know, you would have seen it. That's true. Come on. Let's go back inside. Okay. Okay. His, like, vo his, his, voice. Whole, his, his whole thing is like it was an accident. It was yeah. an accident. Yeah, and just every time he's just say, like saying like his heart on it, just made me so creeped <laughs> out. And just like I just you know him explaining to her, and then it doesn't help that they're making this girl very naive and just like yeah foolish and dumb. well, and and like the whole thing to begin with is that she's like a mark in a way, right? Because he's doing this as a bet. He's Betting his because he's a gambling. Yeah, he's a gambler. Yeah. Mickey deep. Rourke has the, the sharks are circling his boat as yeah, we speak. He, he has the most like. There's always like in these in these buddy films. Hmm. There's always the one that like is dealing with like problems with the law or like or right. has, like, has <laughs> his de like demons. There is always the one. Then there's the married guy. Then there's the guy that's about to get married. Then there's you know yeah. one that's in love with someone that doesn't love him back. Mm -hmm. But like so, Mickey Rourke is like. All. He's, you know, he's the he's the River Phoenix, like stand by me, even though like, but yeah, he is the um, he's the troublemaker. He's like yeah. the bad boy. He's right, yeah. But and so that scene at the movie theater was a bet to see if he could get his date to touch his dick during the movie, his and he does it by putting it through the popcorn box, and so that when she grabs it, she touches it and freaks yeah. out rightfully and like storms out and everything and. He claims that that counts, and they're like, "That doesn't count because it wasn't consensual." Yeah, I'm on their side. <laughs> like it was. Oh no! Yeah, that's like. Uh, like that. I hope no one's doing that nowadays. Worse than like Louis C.K. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, no, that's exactly like what it is. I mean, that's that. You know, the idea that they're it's a joke to them, but it's not a joke. It's traumatic to the victim. Yeah. So, like, you shouldn't joke about it and yeah it's yeah so it was it was kind of hard to watch <laughs> yeah there's definitely like that's i would say like the most you know like but it's of the time it, that's what i think well it's all things even in the at. 80s which they i mean like, like 80s films like then you think about like fucking like porkies and stuff like right that. exactly and like even even police academy and like yes the, yes they're guilty they're, like they are guilty and then on top of that they're making a movie about the 50s Right, yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. I feel like this is commenting on sort of the the kids at the time and how stupid they were. And now in the 80s, they see movies like this and are like, hey, let's put that in our movie. Yeah. Like, that'll be a funny joke. And then people see that and they just perpetrate the crime over and over again. And yeah. so I'm trying it's, to, yeah. it was weird. I, I'd forgotten, you know, because I'd only seen this once so long ago. And I'd forgotten a lot of parts of it and that was definitely one I didn't remember how I didn't remember the scene after it where he gets her to go back and sit down and everything yeah I thought she stormed out and got out of there and was like free and clear nope nah yeah so I mean that's I mean, as far yeah. as far as a you know this is a this acknowledge is up it. there in like uh you know like memorable movies of the 80s and just like of this like 
I, I mean, it's kind of a, it's not, well, it's not coming of age, but it's just, I, I, would, I mean, what do you want to call, like, movies like this? I Because this is, like, a genre of, like, the, you know, this even, like, falls into, like, the big chill territory. Yeah, well, know? I think this is, just I think you could still consider this coming of age. Yeah. Um, in a way. I mean, the big, big chill is more midlife crisis. Yeah. This is, you know, we're about to graduate college and you know our friends friends are getting married and moving on and starting lives and everything yeah i i wouldn't know exactly what to call it you know at one point it's funny at one point i was watching this and i was like you know this would play in black and white in french with american subtitles pretty well like it's that it's almost (laughs) like a movie in that way where it's just about all these different people's lives during this one week leading up to the wedding and there's a lot of movies now that are similar in structure, I feel, to this, that do this kind of thing where we're just going to follow, like, a close group of friends revolving around, mm-hmm. like, an event or an incident or something. Yeah, it's and the, yeah that's the whole thing it is. I mean, so, what, this movie takes place over a week. It's that, again, it falls into that, like, I mean, they're all, they all still see one, except for Tim Daly being away, they all still see one another, but it's, <laughs> like, the, it's the reuniting kind of, or, like, the last of, you know, yeah, yeah, reunion type, I mean, it's the ensemble movie, it just has that, and on top of that is a nostalgia movie, and, you know, written and directed by a guy that's clearly talking about a period, you know, of his life. Yeah. Was there any scenes or just uh, things about this movie that you enjoyed? So, I think my favorite moment is um, when the guy eats the whole left side of the menu, uh, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. That's... That part's great. Like, I basically I love the, all the stuff at the diner. I wish more of it took place in the diner. Yeah, for to a movie be called Diner, I thought more was gonna like. Yeah, I th- I th- like you would think it would be more like a coffee and cigarettes kind of. Yeah, and I feel like at times the movie feels like it needs to get dark just because that's the nature of storytelling. Like I almost feel like this movie. Like the like when Daniel Stern yells at his wife for touching his records, like that yeah. kind of felt out of character, and it to me came to a moment where it was like, well, the movie wants to have um, you know an all is lost moment or a dark moment for everybody. So also the same when Gutenberg's fiance fails the test by like two points. Yeah, well, like that wasn't you know what I'm saying. But like, then they end up. Did, but I, then like, in the end, he ends up marrying her. her. So it almost feels like the movie is fighting or the. Barry Levinson maybe is sort of like fighting. I feel like it's fighting the nature. The movie feels like it's want, it wants to be more lighthearted than it is. Like even some of the Mickey Rourke stuff with the uh, with the gambling things. Like he or even the two fact grand. Yeah, it's like two grand is like wait they're gonna kill him. I'm like that's that seems like a lot for this movie. Like I can understand they're gonna break his leg. They're gonna you know also rob the 50s, his That's like house. a lot of money for a young guy. <laughs> that's a lot of money for me now. You it's a lot, lot of money young now. Guy in the 50s. Yeah, but in '59. Like, it's a fortune. Yeah. So there were just moments like that. Um, it felt like a little forced, maybe? Yeah, where or in other movies... Or... or underdeveloped. Where in other movies, you know, I think of something like Fast Times at Ridgemont High, you know, which has, you know, some various serious... It tackles some various serious issues. I mean, there's a, there's a, a storyline in there with abortion, yeah. you know? And I feel like that is... And that's in, like, you know, pretty much a high school comedy movie. But I feel like it's... For some reason, it's handled better and balanced more well with the rest of the material than when they go dark in this. Maybe they go too dark too much, and I just wish it was more lighthearted 
in their personal lives. So maybe that's why I like the diner stuff so much is because that's when they're like so animated and together and, and having a lot of fun. Yeah, and they're just riffing and like just enjoying one another's company versus... Yeah. Yeah, like well that's all thing. Nowadays like, you would get an hour or two hour movie of people talking in a diner. Yeah. It'd be called like Din or something. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, because there's stuff like my dinner with Andre. You know, and that's just like a forty, an hour, forty-five minutes of just you know a guy having dinner with his friend. Yeah, and it's totally watchable. So that's all. Yeah. Thing these characters, I mean, these actors are talented enough. The characters are interesting enough that I think like they didn't need those trying to go for like the deeper moments. I mean, it's it's funny that like Gutenberg is testing his. I didn't know, think that was. <laughs> I was like, what is this guy's? Dan, like who who would agree like what woman would agree to that like I won't get engaged unless I pass a test about your favorite football team that seems I would never ask someone to like pass a test on you know Nicolas Cage no I would never I would, I would, yeah I would never ask but I still thought that that was like a I don't know a, like a little bit of like a funny character thing that he's doing I mean it should yeah. it should have been more like more spawn like spontaneous maybe it's also weird that we never mm-hmm. meet his fiance so it just totally yeah, we hear it through a door yeah we totally Strange. like it's we're removed from like her emotion of it all yeah and then again like also it's just like oh you know like he says the wedding's off and then like one of the next times like we see him he's walking like there's a procession of the wedding they're at the wedding and i'm like what what happened here you know what else would have been cool, too, because there's a lot of great coverage of the diner when we're in it, if we got to know a waitress or two, or, yeah. you know, the guy who ran the diner. Yeah, there's briefly, like, I guess it was a Greek diner, because they're talking to... Most seem to be. Yeah. Generally. At least around here in New Jersey. Yeah, I don't know what the... I mean, and that's the other thing I remember reading in the trivia. Supposedly that guy, uh, Bagel, has a uh, very a traditional... Baltimore accent, like Baltimore has an like this is a Baltimore accent. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Jimmy McManus's Baltimore accent. You never hear him uh, cleaning okay. up the block and everything. And I yeah. feel like there is. Yeah, those guys on the wire definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Talking to. It makes sense. I think so. But uh, and just as far as um, you know, like I uh, played you the roast beef sandwich scene. I did like seeing. Uh, I, I didn't know if it was just, like, a New Jersey thing, but, like, down there, they like the fries with gravy. Oh, yeah, so... That was... I, I heard gravy fries a lot in this movie. Yeah. But have you ever had it with the mozzarella cheese on it? Oh, of course. Those, I disco call those fries. disco fries. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so that was cool. How do you like, like your disco fries? Do you like, What kind of fries do you like with your disco fries? What do you mean? French fries. I mean, yeah, but sometimes there's yeah. waffle fries. No, I just do. I just, it's enough. Yeah. You know, I if I'm going to have the waffle fries, that's what I'm going to have. If I want the disco fries, we'll do it over plain, okay. plain really? fries. But I'm going to add then, but there's a second, there's even no, a second. No, wait, the second, what goes on first? No, 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 no. Oh. What, what, what kind of fry do you prefer? Regular fry. Like, so a plain, you know. I like the steak. The steak Steak ones like a state line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those. I think the bigger the fry, the better. I don't, I used, you know, when you're younger, you're like, oh, give me the curly fry. Uh-huh. Now it's just, I don't, I'm a, it's enough. <laughs> you want something of substance? Yeah. You're a man, you I want don't a man know. fry? I want, I want a normal French fry. Yeah, give me, just make it, 
the entire just give me the whole potato. Yeah, just like <laughs> just like cut a big square. Exactly. Yeah. World's largest <laughs> fry. <laughs> Uh, I just, this movie definitely makes me think of just back to diner days. And I, and I, and I think I said it on even our soiling green episode, but my, my diner was the North fell diner. And there was this point, um, like during college, like when I would be back, like over the summer and then, you know, like back home, for like, over, like holiday breaks and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, me and two friends, we would go there every Friday night. Like, that would be, like, where we ended our night, and we would always get Taylor ham, egg and cheeses, and, and, and a side of fries. Maybe cheese fries. I loved, Maybe like, disco fries. I love cheddar cheese and bacon, though. Yeah, or disco fries. And it was also at a time, I don't know if you ever did this in your adolescence, but we were, there was this one summer, I think it was the summer after freshman year of college, that we just relentlessly... Sack tapped one another. Oh no, no, uh, never I got. I, I luckily, okay, well, no, I never did that kind of. But I, there was one. I remember one moment vividly when we were coming out of. We were twenty one at this point, so it was like way too old to be sack tapping. Uh-huh. But for some reason, we were coming out of a bar, and one of my friends just straight up punched my other friend right in the, oh. right in the nards, and we're all like, "What are you doing?" What did? You? And he's like, "What?" Thought it would be funny, and, and everyone was like, "No, it no." Was, we used to do that's it not like, funny. It happened like twenty times get, in a day. That's I don't get it, Kyle. I don't get that. I I don't like <laughs> now. I think about it, and I don't get it either. But it was just like I just like funny to see someone going through that much pain. Yeah, I, but, I mean, but, I don't but like having caused that pain as well. You know, is it doesn't it cheapen the laugh a little bit? Wouldn't you rather just sit back and watch it on Jackass or something? Yeah, well, no, that's the and that's the problem. We definitely grew up like mm-hmm. my, you know, my as Jackasses. Prime teen, yeah, <laughs> my prime teen years were very Jackass and like See, Tom Green. What's funny like, is like we were very much like Jackass before the show even came out. Yeah. So when the show <laughs> showed up, it was like, oh. We should have just been filming that whole time. <laughs> you know, like every weekend when we stole a shopping cart and like drove it down a cliff or something. But I, I just remember this one time at the diner, we would, we, you know, like we, we didn't have like our booth or whatever. Like they would just, you know, seat, seat us where they would seat us. Uh, but we did tend to go, there was like, kind of, you know, like in most diners, there's like almost two sides to them. Mm-hmm. Like we'd always, you know, like we tended to be on like one side of it. But, um, I feel like they always like kind of put young people one side and families to another. Probably, side. Yeah, yeah. There's two is... sides for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there was this. We always had like late night. There was always this one waiter, Daniel. He was and he was like a younger guy too, probably like around our age, maybe a little older. And one time I got up to go pay at the counter, and my friend sack tapped me. And I just fall oh. to my knees as Daniel's like coming to clear up the oh, table, no. and there's like one other like waitress there too, and then everyone just starts laughing, oh. and I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ! Like it oh, was just diners, diners. You know what I miss about diners? The mini jukebox that used to be at every table. Yeah, you really rarely mean. find those anymore. Yeah, there's... I remember that more as like a young kid mm-hmm. when my like grandma would take me to to the forum diner oh. which i don't think exists anymore it used to be down on roof four and uh then there was another one in 
I guess it was Westwood we used to go to with her a lot. Oh, as the well. Seville. The Seville. Yeah. That was like her diner. The Seville Park Ridge Diner was a big one that I used to go. That's okay. where that's where they worship James Gandolfini, the town of James Gandolfini. Um, Tenafly Diner. Camilla, I was about a diner. <laughs> <laughs> Shot at a diner too, Tony Soprano. Sh- sh- Were they at the, a diner? Wasn't at it? the end of the show. Yeah, isn't that shot? (laughs) I know. I'm kidding. (laughs) You can cut that if you want, or leave it in to confuse your listeners. Yeah, just like the series Soprano. Tony Soprano shot, shot or not? (laughs) (laughs) They're still debating. Since we are like diner buddies, we should do like maybe just an episode that we go like. Maybe I think we should just bring the recorder to the diner and record what we say and just release that as a podcast and just like Kyle and Mike dining in those would be fun episodes like not like a when we tend to talk movies so that would be it's the foodie and the films salacious personal details about one another (laughs) (laughs) so you may get lucky and hear that a lot of chewing so if you're a fan of what am I chewing over on Wistful Thinking? You might enjoy our podcast. I listened to the first episode and like... The, Do you I, love I, it? I, what? Do you love it? Well, I, I love the idea, but I hate hearing people chewing. <laughs> I really... I'm so like, ladies, like... I like I it's that. like, I, I really, I love like the like the concept of the, the show the game, the game and i love like part. the ba- like then the banter that they have but i just i hate hearing people <laughs> chewing it's just like it's one of those yeah for a lot of people it is one of those yeah on the chalkboard type of i mean it's very sounds, yeah not for me i i like i'm with kara like it makes me cry like i hear the first chew and i'm just dying of laughter i'm laughing I'm starting to laugh now just thinking about it but <laughs> I, yeah that that shows crazy jed but to do do check it out, though. That's a, yeah, give it a shot. You never know until you try, right? Yeah. You know, kind of like food. You never know. Yeah, you that, should try everything once, yeah. you know. Just about everything once. <laughs> well, You're not going to eat, you know, humans. Sterling <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, Green, yeah. they never change the recipe, people. Don't don't believe the hype. Um, any, anything else that you want to say about uh, Diner? I'm just yeah, um, so... They go to the pool hall in this, and that was another big hangout uh, for us, too. So we would go from the diner to the pool hall a lot. Where was the pool hall? Where was the pool? Midland Park, I think. Okay. It's still there. It's still, But it's run by, like, a real pool shark. Like, this guy, even back then, was like, are you sure your boys, like, are serious? And we're like, yes, sir. Like, we want a pool. <laughs> we swear, like, we will behave and, like, all this. And then we started going there a lot, and he kind of, you know, got to know us a little bit. And two of my friends even, like, bought professional pool cues and, wow. like, took a couple lessons and, like, got pretty, you know, yeah. spiffy at it. And, and they lost all their money. No, <laughs> never, never gambled. Um, and then the other thing was that uh, Gutenberg's going to C- Cuba, for his honeymoon? Yeah. yeah there was so. a couple of moments in this movie that I'm just like, uh, they put that in as just like, uh, remember, this is this time period. Yeah, that's sort of like nostalgia porn nowadays. We're just going to like mention Atari or yeah. whatever. But what I thought was funny is my stepdad has been to Cuba like a lot back uh-huh. back in the day, back then and stuff. Yeah. And like he was always telling me like about hmm. like his trips well, to Cuba. Well, now we can go again. So. Now you can. And I think he, um, he I, I don't think he, no. Think he's planning a trip? He might be planning a That'd trip. That'd be pretty interesting. But be like you know, to, I don't know. He goes there. He's like, yep, nothing's changed. It looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all I had. Yeah, I mean, I this think is. That's all I, had. Do you, I mean, this is a movie I recommend for people to show. I really haven't like had a movie yet that I'm like, don't watch this movie. 
I'm not, I rarely would say to someone like. Don't I watch think it. I, I have say, over on my show. I think you there's are, one or okay. two, yeah. but maybe it's funny. Like not the ones you might think, but yeah, I think you could maybe skip Jurassic Park three, for instance. You know, stop yeah. it. I think you could even just stop at Jurassic Park one. I think you could just watch the first one and Jurassic World, and then call it a day and be like, you know, that's no, good. first one and Lost World, and then none of the other ones. Wow. Oh, I want to tell I you. I like the Chris Pratt one, but I don't like not it. the new no. new one. But no, that was okay, and I'm gonna we're gonna so well so watch Diner. <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna say right now because I know there's one movie not that dinosaur. you really. Ooh, that would be cool. Ooh, dinosaur. Dinosaur. Yeah. Why do you do that movie? I don't know. Sixty-five million years ago, Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> <laughs> but. uh... I know you were. I, uh, there was a movie I watched recently that you were not a fan of, and that was uh, Ready, Player Ready Player One. One. You watched it? Yeah. Okay. I liked it. Oh, okay. But All you, right. you were not. You said. Yeah. No. Like me. Like me, Joey, and Nick Jenkins from Real Bad. Mm-hmm. We're sort of trying to crack this over on the uh, RKSS Collective episode. We did a show about Turbo Boy, a uh, Turbo Kid, mm-hmm. and Summer of '84. And I just really, Summer of 84 just, like, bothers, bothered me and Nick to a degree. And we, we were like, is it because we were kids during the 80s uh-huh. and experienced all this? And and now it's sort of being thrown back in our face in a certain way that just doesn't feel respectful or whatever. We're not sure. We can't even quite put our finger on it. Uh, but Joey loves this shit. Like, he <laughs> he loved it. And I, and I can understand that, you know, when you're not of the era, like, it you know, there's a whole different perspective on it. Yeah. You know, like even me, like I, I played with all those toys, and maybe that's what it feels like. Someone's playing with all my toys. Or well, that's the whole thing. Like, I mean, Ready Player One is just a very it's a it's a movie for nerds. It's a movie for like. But like is it? He, I don't. I feel like it's. To me, it feels like posers. This is, our, this is Diner Talk, by the way. This, this is, is what like, Diner Talk would be, would be like. Yeah. Like Chris Mattiello, or Chris Podcast, Dr. Podcasts, over on uh, Now and Again, had a has a great take on that, where he's like, this is Spielberg's Starship Troopers. Like, this is his Verhoeven moment, where he's completely doing a send-up satire of the 80s, and it's like, trolling the people who actually like the movie, you know, or like, uh. the people who are into this stuff, and he's saying, no, no, like, get over it, like, Look how ridiculous it is! Yeah. It's a parody. I like that reading. He's a very smart guy. Um, that makes me enjoy the movie more. Look, it's a visual feast. I just—it's too much for me where I stand right now as a film goer. But I—I I don't deny anybody their pleasure in watching it. I totally understand if you like it. So I—I I, I brought that up because then with seeing, I saw Fallen Kingdom. And that, to me, felt like the raping of my childhood. Really? Yeah. Well, that does a lot of that was just like fan service too. Like it's all sort of like Jurassic World is just like the only things I like about that is the moments that just like totally like take advantage of nostalgia. I I really like. See, the reason I like Jurassic World is because we finally get to see the park open it's almost like a reboot yeah. it's almost yeah but the park is open and functioning and then shit goes wrong whereas opposed yeah. to the first time like there's really it's not open yet and so i just like to watch those two movies and see oh i get i get the same movie when the park's open and the movie when the park's closed and i just that's enough i don't need them getting off the island i don't need you know i don't need to go power gliding with pterodactyls or whatever happens yeah. in part three uh. 
just actually talking raptors. I think that's where they're going. Alan, it's <laughs> my talking raptor impression. Give us the egg, Alan. Yeah. So the, the raptor sounds like you'd think it would hiss a lot, but it doesn't. It actually coughs quite a bit. It sounds more like General Grievous than anything. <laughs> Alan Grant, <coughs> this is your raptor speaking. What is? Oh God. George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, that wasn't... I mean, Steven Spielberg didn't do part three. Or, well, I mean, he, part three was sort of... You know who... That was Kathleen Kennedy was the producer. Oh, okay, yeah. So she's involved in all of them. Because well, she's married to Frank Marshall, who does the other ones. And so part three was pretty much... These are the leftovers that we never used for parts one yeah. and two. Like, can we cobble a movie together? Like, let's call in a hack. I know Joe Johnston. It's like, sold. But then he ended up making one of your favorite Marvel movies, so... Yeah, I mean... I don't consider him a hack, but, like, technically, like, he is just sort of a gun-for-hire yeah. type of director, but he pulls off a lot of good stuff, like Rocketeer yeah. is a really great movie, I think, and that's a cool superhero movie. I mean, he was second-unit director on Raiders of the Lost Ark. He yeah, worked for George Lucas. He worked on all Star this. Wars and all that. Yeah, yeah, he was sequence coordinator on the Star Wars yeah. trilogy. He was one of those guys who's, like, right place, right time, kind of. Yeah, and he's almost like a jack-of-all-trades type of filmmaker yeah. as well. Like, he can direct, he can yeah, He's someone that you're design. like, we know we'll get the job done. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And if you look at that Captain America movie, like, that is... I really like the way that that's all the design look and the, the effects retro, on it yeah. and everything. It's really cool. Well, let's move on to a uh, famous food scene segment. So, Mike, I'll go ahead and uh, have you pick uh, All right. one of these. I'm trying to think, uh, what's kind of like theme song can we sing while we pick about food? Famous food scene. I was like reading Rainbow, but famous food scene. Oh, that was. Is there a song uh, I should sing? Oh, Chinese food is really good. Chinese food is <laughs> yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, maybe we should. Here we go. Uncle Buck Pancake. Hey, we mentioned Macaulay Culkin earlier yeah, in the show. There and we he's go. in this scene. Oh, All right. man. R.I.P. John Candy. And John Candy's last name is Candy. And John Candy's also in Home Alone. And, and he's in last Home Alone yeah. with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. There's going to be, I know there's definitely going to be, there's also a great uh, food scene in The Great Outdoors. It's like the old, it's the big steak oh, scene. It's actually yeah, all really big right. food. So this is a big pancake scene, and we're going to go into a little bit of there's like the birthday party afterwards because it's Macaulay Culkin's birthday, I think, yeah. in the movie. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and play you that scene. There you go. Jen, I got you I hope you're hungry. <laughs> you should see that toast. I couldn't even get it through the door. <laughs> I saw this movie uh, in theaters for a birthday party. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, that was definitely my favorite part. And that when he punched out the clown. Yeah. But when Mac Attack comes down and it's his birthday and John Cage... Well, that was one of things. Like, he comes down, and John Candy's flipping the the look on Macaulay Culkin's face. It's better than the look in Home Alone with the aftershave. For me, (laughs) it's the better surprise. Home Alone, by the way, it's almost like a Christmas morning look. Yes, yeah. Home Alone, by the way, like, some great food scenes in there. The the one where the pizza scene, and then when he's eating the sundae, I guess that's more of just a shot, but I love that look on his face, and I love John Candy, and, you know... 
that's just a regular size pancake to John Candy. Like, it's only because Macaulay Culkin's like, well, I love just like he has like a flattened snow shovel, and that's, that's right. what he's using to flip it. And then, like, we're seeing him cook like one, and you're like, oh, it's one big pancake. And then, like, Macaulay Culkin and his like, sister come down, and it's like a stack. It's a stack. A stack. That's right. He's got the, the there's the other little girl in yeah. the scene, and she's got like the same kind of look on her face like oh i can't believe this is happening like this is the most amazing food ever i'm actually very happy this is the scene you picked because i want to talk with i think uh so i i am i am a new uncle oh congratulations thank you yeah Yeah. my my niece is now three months old oh right and uh and he's a magic number kyle remember that it is yeah yeah Listen to Third Time's a Charm every third of the month on Cage Club Podcast Network. There's no such thing as a shameless, uh, you know. Well, the whole thing is a shameless, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, so, you are an uncle. Yeah, several Uh, times uh, over. Are you, what... I mean, and, you, and, you, and you've seen Uncle Buck, like, what, what do you take... <laughs> That's right, yeah, I mean, yeah. what do you... Can, can we talk a little bit? Can you give me any, okay. like, give me advice as, you know, like, I mean, I don't really have to do much as an uncle right now, but, like, what mm-hmm. just... I mean, you know, kids, and then just even, I mean, if you want to talk, any, like, food experiences you've had with, right. uh, your, you know, like, your nieces okay. and nephews, but... So, I'll start with, you got to have a lot of patience with kids, yeah. and, you know, uh, just try and help your sister as much as you can. Just be supportive, <laughs> yeah. you know, as much as possible. Like, that's all I tried to do. Like, even when I got angry and mad, like, you can't just storm out and go home and leave yeah. her there with the baby if you promise to help. Like, you have to keep keep it under control. Um, as far as food and stuff goes, like, I, you have to ask your sister what you can feed. I never introduced new foods no? to my nieces and nephew without first asking. Yeah. Um, my I brother and sister yeah. about that, but you know when they get older, like I'd say by the time they're five or six, and you're taking them to a movie or you're mm-hmm. taking them to the arcade or, or something, then you could just be that. That's when you're really gonna be feeling like an uncle, like like yeah. the fun uncle, like Uncle Buck. Yeah, that's so, when you turn into Uncle <laughs> Buck. When the I kids will have become no like six, into Uncle Buck. Like because me and <laughs> me and my eight year old nephew right now, and my six soon to be seven year old niece, like. We have so much fun going out together, and I remember when my other brother's kids were that age. We mm-hmm. had that's when I started taking them to all the animated films and movies and stuff like that. And then when my other brother's kid was that age, like that's when I was, you know, babysitting her and everything. So like, it's not. It's almost like it's a lot of like just like kind of duty like you're just gonna be like a dutiful uncle like helping your sister just go run errands for her do uh-huh. whatever she needs you know <laughs> and then when the kids get older then you can be fun uncle and yeah. start like taking them out and like playing more with them have you introduced them to like anything that you're just like i can like is there like a little moment that you're like i kind of want a mini me right now like well, have you like that's what's been really interesting um like i've tried to like introduce my nephew to like superheroes and mm-hmm. comic books and he like never wanted anything to do with that and he was always into sports and baseball and okay. you know they definitely picked that up from my brother-in-law like that's not me you know? <laughs> so like even when i feel like i try to quote unquote impose something i like onto him be like try this try that, yeah. try that like he 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 knows enough 
for himself, whether he likes it or not. Yeah. Like, there's really nothing I could say about something that's going to change his mind. <laughs> and there never really was. Like, I feel like he always knew what he liked, which was which was good. And my niece is a little different. Like, I'll tell you what rubbed off on them is not so much like, oh, like, do you like Star Wars or whatever like that? But like the idea that like, I mean, I draw a lot. So like Mm -hmm. they draw a lot and they're always drawing and they're doing lots of art stuff. And I guess for him, video games, you know, like he plays a lot of sports games, but he's still on the PlayStation and I'm on there with him playing games and things. So um, it's kind of interesting like that how a lot of those influences of me like they really didn't rub off on them none of my nieces and nephew really they all like are more sport oriented it's like quite the opposite it's like if you <laughs> if you want <laughs> if you don't want them to turn out like uncle michael have uncle michael come out and watch them for a couple years are, are you uncle michael or are you uncle yeah. mike uncle mikey it's, it's uncle michael <laughs> uncle michael i have yeah. an, i have an uncle I guess michael it just rolls better uncle michael and so it's like, Uncle Michael, Uncle Michael. And I'm like, yes, nephew. Yes, nephew. Yes, when niece. I was yes like... my niece. Yes, <laughs> yes, nephew. When I was like little, little, I called my Uncle Michael, Uncle Munkle. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I could understand how that could get a little mixed up for, for a little kid. Yeah. But I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, just being, yeah, like, you know, like, even when she's, I mean, just even two and three and you know like just yeah, and, I mean, like, the, you get to, to like have like you know like a bit like not like a conversation but you know what i'm saying just oh like, well like it's funny we just like watched look who's talking yeah right and the kid in that just it's over the course of his first year of his life but if you watch it like travolta's babysitting him he's having a blast he's having one-sided conversations with yeah. the kid like i'm sure you're gonna you know watch the kid take it for a walk for your sister have to kill time yeah for her without her and stuff and yeah you're gonna be being like oh man kid like you're not gonna believe the day i had and it's just gonna be sitting yeah. there looking at you i'll be doing Pacino like not understanding a word but yeah yeah, well, yeah. And, this is my niece you know there's things there's ways to play with them before you know and then they'll start talking and walking yeah. and all kinds of fun stuff i'm excited yeah yeah it's, it's and then you, you know what the best part is you get to go home and leave them with your sister yeah, and your brother <laughs> and forget about it for a couple hours and you're you're good do, do you think are your uh like nieces and nephews like how 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 are they with like food do they i wonder what kids you well, know in today's i see so many you know like in, we live in a world now that like everyone has like a freaking allergy or something oh yeah so they don't have any allergies or anything and you'd be surprised they're not really into junk food so much you know, like, a, I've got, like, let's see, I've got two nephews and three nieces, mm-hmm. and I'd say, you know, one, two, three, like, three or four of them, like, just drink water all the time. Oh. You know, no all soda right. or anything yeah. like that. Not a whole lot of junk food. Um, the younger ones, it's, you know, it's always a bit more of a struggle. I mean, they must have gotten trick-or-treating, though. Yeah, and lately it's been Halloween, so the candy's been around. But uh, I'm amazed. Like, I, my niece and nephews that are going to be graduating high school, I have ones that are graduating. Wow. Like, yeah, they're 17. Um, like, yeah, they're just, like, squeaky clean, sort of no junk food ever, just athletic, just, yeah, that whole thing. You know, go out to the movies. You want a soda? Nah. You want some popcorn? No. It's like, okay. I mean, if you're happy, I'm not going to force you to, to eat junk food. Yeah, that's, well, that's, I guess that's good. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. they'll, well, they'll be going to college and maybe they'll uh, start 
drinking soda, be crazy and drink soda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, you want a beer? Beer? Like, yeah. I just want a Pepsi. Yeah, root beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. It's funny. It's like when we go to the draft house, like, I have, I always have the root beer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like I said in the beginning, you know, the, the, we won't ha- we don't have gut instincts for okay. uh, you know repeat guests, but the, I do have a new question that I've asked. Um, I guess just one guest so far, Zach Bressler. I came we came up with this idea for this question, so I'll ask this one first. Do you have a favorite movie snack? Hmm. I used to eat a lot of raisinets at the movies. That also reminds me. <laughs> I go. I stop home. <laughs> Uh, like I, I, I stopped at my parents uh, last week, and it was after the Halloween, the Garfield episode came out. Okay. I was talking about candy on that one, and my, like my favorite. And I walk in, I'm like, "Hey, mom!" She's like, "Raisinets!" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and she's like, "You loved raisinets!" I'm like, "Oh, oh yeah!" Like that was like I don't know how. So I she mean, was listening to the podcast, screaming. Yeah. At the oh, yeah. Exactly. Like a ghost. Yeah. Just like. Raisinets. Raisinets. Because I, I really, I mean, I don't eat, like, a lot of candy anymore. And also, Raisinets aren't, like, the one that you, like, just even when passing, like, a, you know, a, well, ca- a counter at a raisin. bodega. They don't want to just eat raisins, even though it's nature's candy. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's raisins. Like, uh, but, dude, they're chocolate covered, man. Oh, I lo- but, uh, no, I love Raisinets. Yeah. So much. yeah. Pretty much, I kind of want to stop somewhere and get some raisinets now. <laughs> I even I've been like kind of cooling it on the on the popcorn at the theaters recently. Like when I go so alone. Too. So this is coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Like last weekend, um, Joey came up and we recorded a couple episodes of Cage Club Revisited, and then we went to the mall and we watched a double feature. We went and saw two movies. Wow. And like, I didn't have anything. Neither of us did, to be honest. But like. You know, I was. I just sit. Through, I don't need anything. I feel like at there's, the movies anymore. Maybe just a bottle of water. There's certain movies, and it, I mean, it tends to be like blockbusters. I'm like, I just like. I would love to have like. I just want. I want that like ultimate blockbuster experience mm-hmm. of like sitting back and just like. <laughs> oh, and not is, having a popcorn. Okay. Pulled on so there. this is kind of a funny story. I think it's a funny story. It's like maybe it's a little pathetic, but so. Uh, this is a couple of years ago when we had just seen the Rocky Marathon at the Draft House. Oh, Remember yeah. when we sat through seven Rocky movies in one night and like I was being it carried out on my a journey. Like, it haunts my dreams. <laughs> but on the way out, I, we locked eyes and I just put my arm up in the air like we did it, man. But I'm <laughs> yeah. out of here. So it was. I mean, how many hours was that? Thirteen. Something like yeah. So seven Rocky movies, two it hours each, at, like, just about. No, it was even more than that. It was like fourteen and fifteen hours yeah. or something. We were there all. We were there from we like so, ten like, in the morning to one at one in the morning. Yeah, it was nuts. So this is so at that time, Joey and I were in the middle of or just finishing recording our run of all those movies, the Shia LaBeouf podcast, uh-huh. and there was one more movie that was coming out called Man Down, and it was playing down at the Palisades Theater. Is it the Palisades? The one, uh, the one in Fort Lee. Okay. Okay, and so. I was like, you know, it was the day after the Rocky Marathon. Yeah. I was like, I got to see this movie because we got to record it the next day so that we could release it the day after that yeah. so that we could have seen all of his movies. So I fucking drive down there myself the next night at like seven at night. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm not I'm not really doing too well right now. I go, I buy a large soda and a large popcorn 
for comfort and i just <laughs> sat there with them like gripped one in each hand yeah. i didn't even eat any of it i just held it tight against me <laughs> as i watched shia labeouf's like pts army movie it was crazy like i was getting pts from the rocky <laughs> marathon but i feel like that was you know that that's a an appropriate story to tell here on on this show so yeah. like it was this literal definition of comfort food like i needed i needed like a teddy bear or something oh, yeah. after that so no that that is that's a good point like that's there's it was just like i can't believe i'm sitting in a movie theater again <laughs> it's a different <laughs> i was just in food. this like uh, i was just sitting in one but at the same like time that movie must have like hours. almost like flown by i feel like kind of sit through a little bit especially since it was it's very weird it's a very it's not great but it's it's got some it's got a cool twist <laughs> well, and then this is the uh, like official. This is the beginning. Uh, I'm sure I'll come up with more. It's not going to okay. be the same like uh, uh, gut instinct part two kind of questions for uh, repeat episodes because then I'll have you on obviously for you know a third time and then like so Thank it's not you. like I'm starting at a fourth time and a fifth time and all, all <laughs> that. But um, all cannibal but, movies, folks. <laughs> but I I think this will be. I'll keep this to like a last question for you know uh, second time guests. Okay. And this is who's your dream dinner guest and why nick cage i mean why <laughs> do i even need to go into why like that is out of everyone in history oh it, oh all of history like you know since the since yes, creation there's no time I mean, jesus would no- be great like that would be incredible like think about that i mean i'm not gonna say yeah but you wouldn't be able to talk with them what? There oh, is a communication could, barrier. But I'm sure, believe me, <laughs> there's, it, there's no time and space rules. But if there's any, <laughs> no, no, no battle fish in my yeah. ear. I'm sure though he, I would get the gist of it, right? Yeah. No, um, this is that's a crazy. I mean, Nick Cage would, is definitely like tops. Yeah. For, like right now, you know, not. I mean, yeah, because of the shows and everything like that. But like, I just it's so fascinating. Um. Where would you want to go with him? I would want to go to like Universal Studios or something, <laughs> and like have you know go out and have fun have for fun a while. And have food and, there, yeah, yeah. I was wondering back when the Powerball got to like a billion dollars. Yeah. I was talking to Joey. I was like, "Do you think if we win, we could just like rent Nick Cage for 100%. a day or something?" Like, well, not, well, not, not even rent him. Well, but it's like, not even. Know, it's not even like, yeah, exactly. It's not house. like a level of renting. It's literally you just be like, "We're having an event. We'll pay you this money." Yeah, yeah. Like, and the event is we're watching movies yeah. on a couch for yeah. a day and then having a barbecue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but I mean, and I'm sure there's someone like okay, you know, I would have, I would at one point have loved to hung out with George Lucas. That would have been great. Michael. At some point. Michael, um, um, what's your favorite color? Your favorite? Brown yeah. or green? Did uh, you get the subtle... Yeah, brown. <laughs> had to go back. I like nature talk. <laughs> Are you a Sith or a Jedi? Yeah. Um, and I'd be know. like, can never... I get like a life-size Ewok to bring home or something? Uh, th- no, I, I'm going to... You know what? It, since it, I answered so quickly, like it was so short, I'm going to stick with Cage for now because... Gut instincts, yeah, you know. Since I can't understand what Jesus is going to be talking about, not, <laughs> and I may not know entirely what Nick Cage is trying to say either from time to time, but uh, Michael, I can't. That's my Nicholas. I, yeah, I don't know if I ever tried to do a Nick Cage impression and be like, "Wow, oh. Michael," <laughs> like you know, you have to find a map. 
His uncle Francis would be interesting to have lunch with. Yeah. Um, but then I, I have a feeling he'd be like, "All right, Francis, it's it's time to go." And, and he would, and he, and, he, and he, he would bring only his wine. And he'd be like, "Michael, you got to try this wine. Try, yeah. try this wine. Yeah, try we this get wine, it. You have wine. a vineyard." <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick, right. I'm gonna stick with Cage. You know, I know you said I can't go anyone in history is that's too tall. That's yeah, that's too, too tall. If you were like that's just a, that's just a diner a dead, menu, just a dead person, I'll choice. think of the next next time. I'll try and think of you know who would be next in line. Yeah, it's a question it's I'm like, more. Sorry, Pope. Yeah. Sorry, Gandhi. You know, yeah. Nick Cage. For <laughs> I can't help it. Can't help it. I'm glad uh, you were the first person that I got to ask that question, and um, that was a very appropriate answer <laughs> given the, the network and all that. And, yeah. Uh, so this is uh, the time. You know, we kind of talked about shows, but plug away any exciting okay. episodes or any. Yeah. So. Where are we right now? So, okay, so the next episode of Third Times a Charm is gonna there's gonna be another bonus episode in November this month. Doing like a Thanksgiving episode. Well, I couldn't really find any. Not only is it hard to find like a Thanksgiving movie, it's nigh impossible to find a part three that took place during Thanksgiving. Yeah. So this is this month isn't as thematically linked as October and December are. So it just released on November third. Poison Ivy, The New Seduction, which was a movie that I wasn't going to get to for a long time, but I abolished seasons on my show, so it's season one forever now, and this was going to be on like season eight or nine in my direct-to-VHS season, (laughs) but now I'm just trying to move a couple of those movies up to the front of the line and mix it up a little more, and you know, I want to save some of the bigger movies for later next year, so that came out, and then next month, next week, on the 17th, I think... I'm finally putting out the Resident Evil Extinction episode with Joey and Kara, which was supposed to come out in September, but I rearranged my entire podcast format, you know, with the, se- with the getting se- rid of yeah. seasons yeah, yeah, and all that. I mean, it just became way too constrictive. So, unfortunately, this, move, this episode got put on the shelf for a couple months, but it's given me some time to really work on it, and uh, it's, really, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a good episode. There's a crazy book club on that episode. So that's the bonus episode for November. And then December 3rd, your former, your former co-host, Brian Rodriguez, High School Slumber Party, will be on the Christmas Vacation episode of Third Time's a Charm. Now... I feel like there's a couple of good food scenes. <coughs> Excuse me. I feel like there's a couple of good food scenes in that movie. Oh, yeah, the turkey one comes to mind. Yeah. And then, now, I also mentioned... I'm sorry this is going on, but... No, no, no. <laughs> I also mentioned that... Joey, Kara, and myself um, are doing the Amy Heckerling films for Cinemakers right now, and those are out right. Those have probably mm, those are going to be out in about a week or so. The first one will be out Fast Times at Ridgemont High, but on December third, as it turns out, the European Vacation episode oh. is going to come out. So on on. December 3rd, you can listen to Amy Heckling's Cinemakers, National Lampoon's European Vacation, and then go to Third Time's a Charm and listen to National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So, boy, that's what's happening that's so far. Happening. And there may be a bonus episode in December as well. Yeah. So, keep your eyes peeled. And probably by the next time I have you on, we will have seen the greatest movie of all time. My man. My man. I'm so pumped. Redhead to the right. <laughs> 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 Want to ride a shark? I mean, who wouldn't? 
I, I totally that's forgot. From the movie. Dolph, I don't know any lines or anything. I totally <laughs> forgot Dolph Lundgren's in this movie. I'm so. Do you know excited. who else is in this movie? I wonder. Oh, Dolphin Lundgren. Oh, dude, th- th- that would be crazy. Yeah, Willem Dafoe is in it. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I've seen the trailer, and I still don't know. Like, really, my eyes can't believe what there's like. What's going on? That this is actually happening. Like, it, I feel like I'm six years old again when it comes to Aquaman. I can't explain. Is it, it. going to be covered on Too Fast and Forever? Why? Oh, because of the director. Yeah. Eventually, I think they're going to do a lap of all of his movies. So. Some point down the line, probably it's definitely you know up up we for it. We should try to be on there on it for that episode. <laughs> like, oh man, like this is. Can I just can we can we just watch Aquaman once a month and do a podcast about it after it gets released on Blu-ray? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My answer. So, oh, you know what? Maybe I would if you if, next time you ask me that question about who I'd have dinner with, it might have to be Jason Momoa. No, oh. Aquaman. Aquaman. Like you have to act like Aquaman in the movie <laughs> like I want method acting from you Jason alright starting when I say go you only reply to Arthur or Aquaman or my man or Brosiden or Brosiden <laughs> king of the Brosian uh, well Mike thanks again for coming on uh, to Foodie Films and if you can just uh Remind maybe maybe as maybe in an Aquaman voice or uh, or I don't oh, know yeah. uh, to remind the foodie fans that there's more to cut. There's more to cut, bro. Woo! Yummy, yummy, yummy! I got love in my tummy and I feel like I'm loving you. Love you such a sweet thing, good enough to 